So today, I want to continue with the feeling tone. And first, I want to look a little bit quickly to just make a little connection. What, why I would make a connection of the feeling tones with, for example, the four qualities of loving kindness, friendliness, compassion, rejoicing, and equanimity. And I would say that friendliness, metta, and appreciative joy, altruistic joy, mudita, I would connect them with the pleasant feeling tone. So I think they kind of like a way where we actually can experience pleasant feeling tone, <coughs> familiar with them, but again, see the little difference between when it's kind of more ordinary and maybe when there is a little more of a kind of a not grasping within it, but just being with it, appreciating, having that friendliness. I think this is very important. So also we can see a little difference to the quality of the pleasant feeling tool. Is it kind of like a more ordinary one and then it might be a little more sticky? Or is it more where there is like some space around it? So kind of we can also explore that. Then personally, I would connect compassion with the unpleasant feeling too. And I know I don't, there is a great scholar and uh, it's a biku analayo. And if I have a question, you know, I'll send a little email. And you know, sometimes we agree on something, sometimes not. And this is here the point we did not agree on. Personally, he thinks all the Brahma Vihara are connected with pleasant feeling tone. Personally, I would question that, but we can agree to disagree. And personally, I feel the compassion, karuna, is connected to the fact that there is suffering. And generally, suffering is unpleasant. Unpleasant for ourselves and also unpleasant for somebody else. Who, if you, you must have felt that when somebody has some difficulty and then you empathize and then you also feel, oh yeah. And so in a way, creative wise compassion is the ability to be able to be with unpleasant feeling tone and at the same time not be overwhelmed by it. But as I said before, we have a very quick reaction to unpleasant feeling tone, either our own or even if it's kind of feeling empathy for somebody else. So again, here there is an unpleasant feeling tone, but because of creative wise compassion, we can be with it in a different way. And then, of course, equanimity, I would associate with the neither. But again, we have to be careful in terms of it's not a mundane neutrality which can lead a little bit to separation, to indifference, but actually on the contrary. It's a neutrality, but it's a neither, which is balanced, which is stable, but which is not disturbed. I think this is a thing we have to see with equanimity. It kind of has more quality of not being agitated. 
but it doesn't mean that we don't feel something, but it kind of has more balance within it. And so again, when we have the neutral tonality, we can explore. Is it more kind of like neutral, which leads to either indifference or this is boring, or is it neutral, which leads more to, hmm, there is some peace, there is some calm here. So again, kind of, uh, we can have that connection there. And then I was making a little connection also with ethics. Personally, I would say like uh, on the first night, Friday night, Tony introduced a precept. And I would say actually the precepts are a wise way to deal with tonality. Because if you look, most of the time, we are, I would say, pretty ethical and we try to do the right thing. And then if you look, when is it that I might cause harm? When is it that I might take something which is not freely given? When is it that I might uh, be tempted to have a sexual activity which is harmful? When I'm lying, what's going on? When I'm kind of feel the need to drink or take drugs, what's going on? And generally, I would say, feeling torn, feeling torn. When we harm somebody, or we have the, the, the kind of the desire, or the inclination, or the impulsion to harm someone, generally, it's because something is unpleasant. So either I want to give it back, or either I have that immediate reaction of I'm going to get rid of that person or that thing who is doing it. I mean, we can see this a very minor point of this is if you're sitting there, we have not had that yet. You sit there and you hear And I mean, you are sitting, so generally you don't do anything. But in daily life, you are tack. I mean, it's kind of like, you know, even if he doesn't have, the, the thing has not done it, it kind of, you know, it's very fast. And it's just because it's unpleasant or because it will be unpleasant if she bites me. It's a lady who bites. And uh, so just noticing that, that actually, when do I cause harm? A lot of the time, it's just a reaction to unpleasant. When I want something that maybe, you know, is not really given, mm, I want it, I want it. So it's kind of just noticing that, that kind of wanting, because of pleasant, Either, often because we think it would be so pleasant to have this. That's often what happens. Or if there is a sexual activity which is harmful, it's the same. It's going to give me, or it's giving me pleasant feeling tone. When we lie, it's either. Not in terms of neutral, but it can be because of unpleasant or pleasant. Because in a way, you can lie, in order to boost yourself. I'm a great person, and I've done this, done that, and 
you know, when you have this um, kind of, you, I mean, it's kind of amazing nowadays that you have these people who get into this powerful position and they often have a huge resume. And then if you look into the resume, you realize half of it is fake. I mean, you would think that nowadays they would be careful because, you know, everybody can Google everything and everything, but not. So basically, all these years they cheat. And they cheat so hmm, they can present themselves as something. You know, I have this diploma and that diploma. I went to that school so that there is a feeling to it. I am a great person. And so in a way, often we lie to kind of so that we have this pleasantness of, hmm. But we can also lie because of the fear of unpleasantness. I mean, I presume we all might remember as a child, you break something, and then your parents say, you broke that. No, 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 I did not break it, I did not break it. You know, and that's interesting, that first reaction, no, 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 no. Because of the unpleasantness, no, 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 no. So that's interesting, why we lie. I find it always kind of, what's, what's the tonality behind that? And it's the same with the intoxicant. It's like, again, we can do it either. We drink alcohol or we take intoxicant because just doing that is pleasant, but can be harmful in the long run. Or because actually I feel such unpleasant feeling tone that the drugs, the alcohol, will actually change it. I read this article recently of this young woman who was trying to stop drinking alcohol. And she was saying that when she was 15, she fell in love with alcohol. Because the first time, because up to then, she felt really introverted, really anxious, really shy. And she drank alcohol and she felt such a difference. So kind of suddenly, all that disappeared. And then she had this pleasant feeling too. But then in the long run, it was not helpful because of different things. So in a way, it's kind of to see, why do we do this? This is interesting. Why do we go for that? And if you look, generally, there will be a certain tonality and the reaction to it. So it's not saying that we should not do this thing, because at times we cannot help ourselves but trying to understand how it works. That's why I think, in a way, an exploration of the precept is really an exploration of our response or reaction to tonality. And now what I like to look at is, how do I do it? So this mindfulness of the feeling tone in a more technical way. Because I think in daily life, you have a huge exploration there in terms of listening, in terms of seeing, in terms of so many different things. So in daily life, it's really kind of very interesting. But in terms of formal meditation, how do I do that? So generally, the way it is recommended is actually not to sit there and to be aware of all the different feeling tones at any given moment. Again, this is not the Olympics. But it's more to, the idea is more to be 
become more aware of that aspect of our experience. And generally, we'll do that with the help of anchoring. So for example, we can do it with the breath. So it would be you focus on the breath, and then you try to bring the brightness of the mind, the vipassana element, the looking deeply, and how does it feel? Not so much to pinpoint it, oh, this is a little like this, a little like that, but just to be a little aware of it. So I would see mindfulness of the feeling tone as a mean to be more in tune with the experience. And we're more in tune with the contact. But it's more helpful to do it in a specific way. Because in a way, at any given moment, through the six senses, we could have different tonality. So you could hear something pleasant, you could feel something, a sensation unpleasant, and the breath could be fairly neutral. So in a way, at any given moment, you could have nearly six different feeling tones. And at the same time, we can notice that sometimes they're little kind of different types, and then sometimes it's kind of like they unify, like one become predominant. So maybe we hear something fantastic, a concert, and then everything becomes, wow, this is amazing. This is often what happens to me when I go to see exhibition. I like with Stephen, we like to see exhibition, and you know, we, we generally go there and we make a special trip. We might go there three times to see the, the same <coughs> exhibition. And I find it so exhilarating in a way. Like I feel like, wow. Like everything is wonderful, not just a painting, not just a skill of the artist, but everything becomes wonderful. So I'm kind of like, wow, this is such wonderful, and it kind of reach to all senses. But sometimes you can have the opposite effect, that, that you have an unpleasant feeling tone, and then it spreads to everything. You know, sometimes you wake up, and there is a beautiful day, and your friend comes back, it's such a beautiful day, let's go for a walk, it's fantastic. And like, oh, no, you know. And it kind of, nothing kind of seems to feel that it's going to shift it because everything seems to be unified, all the senses, into this little kind of heavy mood. So, you know, it can be very disparate, and then it can be more. There is kind of like a kind of a more certain time. So you can either do it with the breath. So if you're aware of the breath and you could add a little bit of that awareness, what's the tonality here? But generally here what you will encounter is neither neutral, very generally very light. Or you can do it with the body scanning. Then the body scanning can be very interesting because you will have actually different tonality and different range. You could have quite a lot of the sensation in the body which are fairly, fairly neutral. You can experience contact, the air on the cheeks, the clothes on the body, just contact, and it's fairly generally neutral. And then, 
at times, I don't know if we will have that experience, you, can, you might have an experience of coolness, little fresh, little draft, and hmm, nice sensation. Or suddenly you might feel a little kind of hot and kind of a little sweaty, so it would be maybe a little unpleasant. Or you might have a little discomfort in the knee. So in a way, if we do the body scanning, what is interesting there is that we can see that there is different sensation. And again, we can have the same experience with the body that sometimes the whole body feels great. And then if we have a pain somewhere, it seems to kind of spread to the whole body. I remember one day, suddenly it was like I had an attack of pain. And it felt that actually the whole body was in pain, but even the, the space outside of the body was painful. It was like quite like really nice. Wow, come on. Am I at death door or something like that? You know, little hypochondriac here. <laughs> and then I thought, wait a minute. Bringing vipassana. Wait a minute. Where is the pain really? So I did a body scanning. Head? Actually, the head was okay. Upper part of the body, quite fine. Lower part of the body, quite fine. And then I realized it was just around my hip where I can have pain sometimes. So it went from the pain being even outside of my body to whoop, the pain just being in my hip. And then I could do something about it. So it's interesting that with pain, how we can kind of, again, shift a little according to the tonality and the perception of the tonality. And one thing which is interesting here with the sensation is impermanence of the tonality. This is something I really encourage you to do today with the sensation and also with the sound. So let's say you have a sensation. Let's say it's unpleasant. When it stops, the unpleasantness goes with the stopping of the sensation. Or is it like a resonance or not? Or if there is a pleasant sensation, when it stops, does it go with the sensation, the tonality, or is there like a resonance? This is something interesting to look at. Also in terms of the sounds, because the same with the sound, you hear a sound, tweet, 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 and when the sound stops, does the tonality stop, or do you stay a little bit with, hmm, that was pleasant for a little bit. That is interesting. And then you have the other impermanence, if something is more continuous, like if you have a sensation which is more continuous. So you have the sensation, then you have a tonality, the sensation continues, is the sensation, the tonality, remain the same? Does it increase? Does it decrease? Same with sound. You have a sound which continues a little, so you have the first contact, tonality, then if the sound continues, does the tonality change or not? So there's really something which is interesting to do as we do the meditation either in connection with the breath, either in connection with the body scanning, either in connection with listening.
I mean, if you find uh, loving kindness a good practice for you, you can also explore. If I do the loving kindness, there this kind of like pleasant tonality that arise or not. Kind of one can also explore it with that. And then there is another place where we can really explore that is in the walking meditation. So when you do the walking meditation, especially if you do the walking meditation outside, then you can really explore vision. You can also, of course, explore sensation. And sound of vision is very interesting. Like you can play with, with time. Tonality and time. This is something we can look at. If I look at something for just a few milliseconds, what's the tonality? If I stay with the finger a little longer, does the tonality change? If I stay a little longer, does it change again or not? And then you can really kind of play. Sometimes I uh, suggest this exercise, if you want, that you know you place yourself where you have something which is a little pleasant, a little unpleasant, and neither. And then you look at each for first very quickly, then stay a little longer on each, then again a little longer. And see, does that make the time make a difference to tonality. So this is something we can also explore when we do the walking meditation. So then you can, you know, you can stand and look. And then you can also, of course, play with perception, as perception is very connected to tonality. So then let, let's say you look at a tree. Do you look at the tree for itself? Or you see the tree and immediately it's like, tree. I love trees. Or if you're a gardener, I love da-da-da-da, Latin name of the tree. Do you look at the color of the tree? Do you look at the shape? And according, if you look at the color, the shape, or this is a tree, is there a different tonality? Okay, I think that during a meditation retreat in silence, we can really explore tonality in that way. So that's what I would encourage you to do, but really we're not trying to, oh, this is minus five, this is plus two and a half. Personally, this is also not, personally, I would not name it. Pleasant, unpleasant, I generally don't do that unless it helps you. Generally, to me, this mindfulness of the feeling tone is to try to go a little more in the experience. What's going on here? Just being aware of it but not necessarily needing to kind of list it, name it as such, unless it comes naturally. So that's what I would uh, recommend. Thank you for listening. To learn how you can support the teachers and Dharma Seed, please visit dharmaseed.org slash donate.